What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Coast to Coast podcast. And for the first time, we're going to be touching on some NBA news. Uh, we're going to be dealing with the first half check-in. You know, obviously, we got All-Star Weekend coming up this weekend. we got some big events, three-point contest, dunk contest, All-Star game. Obviously, no rising stars, but they did announce those rosters. But uh, we're going to touch on some things. We're talking about some, some teams that have been surprising, good and bad, some players that have been good and bad, and um, some top storylines in the league that have been arising up lately. So without further ado, let's hop into it. Let's talk about some NBA. So when it comes to our most surprising teams that are good so far, Jose, I want to hear your first one on your list, who you got. Get me, get me. All right. Good show. Carson, go ahead. Um. I mean, mine's the Jazz, and not just surprising that they're good, because obviously they've been good the last years, but just, like, surprising that they've been, like, this dominant. Like, they have, they, they're the best team in the league. Um, you know, they've been, like, the middle of the pack. That's what I thought they were going to be, because they didn't really, like, upgrade their team at all. They didn't really make, like, too many moves. I think they just added Derek Favors, and that was about it. But, like, they're balling, bro. I mean, they're super fun to watch. Like, they're, you know, they've been building this chemistry for the last years. Their ball movement is insane. Um, and they've just been dominating. I mean, they sit at the top of the stands, 27 and 8. Their point differential is, like, the best in the oh. league at, like, 9.3, which is, I mean, they're basically winning games by almost 10 points, which is ridiculous. They have six guys in double figures. And then, you know, yeah, Mitchell and Gobert doing their thing. Mitchell is, like, I love Mitchell. I, he's, I think he's a, you know, a superstar in the making, if not already. You know, Clarkson's coming off the bench. Who, he's, like, second in scoring, which is crazy. He's, like, 18.2 points a game. He's like, for sure, you know, I don't know who else is going to take the sixth man of the year from him. They got Ingles and Bojan just, you know, shooting the shit out of the ball. Um, and then, you know, Conley, who kind of struggled last year, he's like improved a lot, kind of getting back to his like Memphis form. And I'm just surprised that they've, like, like I said, just been dominating this much. I still, like, I still am not going to take them over like a healthy Lakers team. I would still take a healthy Lakers team like all day. But I think like, it, I mean, if the injuries keep piling up and they just can't really figure it out by the time playoffs come, I would definitely think that the Jazz are, like, the favorites uh, in the West. Yeah, I mean, kind of go off that. That was a list on my, a team on my list. Like you were talking about, I looked up some, like, metrics for them. They're top three in defense and they're top three in offense, which is absolutely insane. There's not really a single yeah. team that's in that realm in the NBA. And just like you're saying, they're also the team that has the most three-pointers made per game, which is crazy. I mean, like you're saying, they got shooters like Bogdanovich, obviously Mitchell. He's in the dunk con. I mean, he's in the three-point contest this year because he's been playing so well. I mean, yeah. just super excited to see what's coming out from these guys. You know, um, Gobert obviously is playing that deep point defense. But I think, yeah, when it comes down to it, it's going to be hard for to see them again against the Lakers because, you know, when Anthony Davis eventually gets back come playoff time, are they going to be able to – you know, beat up against them. Yeah, I just think AD, like, I mean, when you really think about, it, like, you know, the playoffs, it really comes down to, like, the stars. And LeBron and AD just, you know, outdo what Mitchell and Gobert do. And I think, like, they're the rest of the team's, like, you know, good enough to – I just see them – I mean, they got the championship pedigree. But, like I said, like, they're the Jazz are, like, an injury away from, I think, really, like, making, like, kind of a, a crazy, you know, run. Kind of like a Raptors-type run where, like, no one really saw that coming. Mm-hmm. Jose, yeah. are you good now? You think they can – yeah. You think they can make a, a trade for another piece before the deadline? I mean – I don't know because I don't really know, like – I mean, obviously they're, like, a bench guys have value, but I just don't know the picks that they have. I just don't know what they'd be able to get with their assets. It would have to be someone like John Collins, I think, from, like, the Hawks, mm-hmm. someone that's been in a lot of trade rumors recently. Obviously, they don't want to pay the max yeah. contract on him. And, you know, they've been playing Royce O'Neal at the four. Obviously, Royce O'Neal is a – like, he does fantastic for his role. But, I mean, to have someone like that who's, like, an 18-10 and 10 kind of guy out there, that just makes their, like, their front court one of the most unstoppable in the league. It's going to be interesting to see, though. I mean, the Jazz, I don't think, are team, a team that's been known to make big trades, like, in their past, uh, at least in their, like, general front office. So, we'll see, though. I think, you know, they might just want to ride with it and see what they can do. Obviously, they're going to run yeah. into the – I mean, I love Bogdanovich when he catches on fire, you know, one of the most unstoppable, like, shooters, like, kind of, like, catch and shoot in a way. But um, I think Mitchell just got to keep taking that step, be a better playmaker, 
and just keep progressing on the defensive end. I think he's got it. I mean, ever since Shaq kind of grilled him on live television and everyone was going at it, he's been showing that he's a dog. That 76ers game was crazy last night. That was dope to see, like, the two number one seeds go at it. I was going to say, shout out Joel Embiid, dropped 40 and 19, was able to secure on a huge three, huge three-pointer. Absolutely insane. All right. Well, then, Jose, if you're good now, I want to know who you got on your list. If you don't have the Jazz, what you got? My biggest surprising team so far was the New York Knicks. Um, Currently sitting – Currently sitting at this five seed in the East, and you know they just pick up Derrick Rose, Julius Randle. Obviously, is in the All Star game. You know he's, he's been balling. He's got got like twenty three and eleven, um, just doing it all for them. I mean, a guy that the Lakers kind of gave up on um, to kind of rebuild around AD and then, but uh, dude, the, the Knicks, the Knicks are. It's a fifth seed right now. Yeah, number one defense in the league, obviously behind probably one of the best defensive minds in, in the NBA with Tom Thibodeau. I mean, their offense is kind of slacking at number 29, but at the same time, they got threats out there that can go off at any given time. You got Derrick Rose in the perimeter. We obviously seen Emmanuel quickly as a rookie taking a big step. I mean, Obi yeah. Toppin shows some flashes of potential at times, but I mean, R.J. Barrett's been a much better version this season. I think he's still got mm-hmm. some way to progress as a player. And then, obviously, like you're saying, Julius Randle, he's shooting the ball like 41% from three this year, which is, I think, a 14% increase from the season before, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, Randle's uh, at, like, also averages more highs. assists than Derrick Rose. That's yeah. crazy. All right, um, so I got another team I want to add on here. Um, I think an obvious one's the Suns, which I think we can talk on in a second. But the one of the teams that's been surprising me is San Antonio, who didn't make the playoffs last yeah. year. And they have eight guys in double-digit scoring. Absolutely ridiculous. They're, I mean, they're the flashiest team when it comes to the stats here. They got 20, 21st in offense and 12th in defense. But, I mean, a six-seed in the West at 18 and 13 is just absolutely crazy. I mean, DeMar DeRozan was obviously pissed he wasn't an all-star, which I think, you know, he has some good numbers, but there's a lot of good talent out there in the West. But Keldon Johnson's been a dog for them out there. I think he's been playing power forward for them, gathering like seven boards a game. And DeJounte Murray's finally healthy. He's playing well. I love to see it. You know, LaMarcus Aldridge is still putting in some solid work. But eight guys, that means three guys on the bench are scoring double digits. Obviously, shout out Lonnie Walker, Miami alum, playing good – basketball for them out there so yeah san antonio has been a good one to watch yeah i want to touch on the spurs real quick i I had them as well i i'm gonna be honest like i literally like never watched them so like i was shocked to see like that they were like the fifth seed in the west so i had to like go back and like do some research and yeah you said like eight guys in double figures like like that's crazy and like you know you look at their roster and they don't like they have some good young guys but not really like you know young guy like you wouldn't really put them at like the top of like you know the top young guys in the league, but they, I mean, it's just like coach pop. I mean, they just like find a way to get wins. And you mentioned DeRozan, like he's literally like a career high in assists. I mean, he's almost, I think he's averaging like seven, uh, yeah, seven assists, which is like, yeah. Like what happened? You know, it, that's an incredible jump. Um, and yeah, I don't really know like what, you know, what's really going to like happen with them playoffs, whatnot, but it's just like crazy to see that they're, they've been like this good in a set, like, a stacked Western Conference where I think, like, at the beginning of the season, I was I would have probably, like, written them off. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I would try and trade DeRozan. I think he's got a lot. Like, obviously, he's playing fantastic. I mean, this is one of, like, you know, like uh, like we said, you know, averaging career high in assists. Like, I would definitely look to trade him because I think you get a lot of value. And I think there's a lot of teams that would, you know, like to have, like, a score, you know, like a – just give it to him and let, let him go get a bucket. You know, I think a lot of teams would, would find real value in that. Yeah, like, I think they need to find themselves a star player. I mean, like, especially a young guy. I mean, looking at the top people in the draft that's going to be coming up in NBA, obviously, Cade Cunningham's the top prospect at this moment in time. Absolute baller out there for Oklahoma State, which I don't think he'd be a fit there for the Spurs because I wouldn't see them drafting another, like, guard hybrid with they already got DeJounte Murray, who's kind of like a lesser version of him. But at the same time, they need to find another guy. I think they need to get a forward, a scoring wing. That can kind of lead them. I think I like what they're doing with Aldridge. I think they're going to find another replacement to fill in for that Aldridge role because he's definitely on his way down in his career. Uh, as much as it pains to see a guy who's been a legend 
uh, the last couple um, of his entire career. But um, yeah, definitely an interesting team. So Jose, you have anything else to add? Um, no, nah, you guys pretty much covered it. I mean, I also had the Suns. But um, yeah, I mean, the Spurs, they've got DeMar DeRozan out here playmaking, having a career year in assists, which is insane. I mean, you really never thought you would see anything like that. But I mean, that's just what Pop does. Um, and that's why, you know, players like Tony Parker and, and Ginobili could play for so long because he just continued to find ways to evolve their careers and extend it. Yeah. Like yeah. that. And if you think about it, that, you know, Spurs and the Raptors had that trade that sent DeMar DeRozan from Toronto in exchange for Kawhi Leonard, you know, obviously some other pieces included in there. But if you look at it down, I mean, down the line, the Spurs have a better record right now than the Raptors, which is kind of crazy. See, yeah. Obviously, COVID's affected some postponements of games, but still 18 yeah. and 13 versus um, the Raptors being um, 17 and 18. But, Jose, like you mentioned, you have the Suns. What do you guys say about them? Obviously, been fantastic ball out there in Phoenix with Chris Paul. What do you guys say? Yeah. I mean, Chris Paul is pretty much like that one, like, veteran piece that was missing from their team. I mean, we saw what he did with the Thunder last year. He took that really young Thunder team to the playoffs, and he's doing the exact same thing to an even better degree now on the Suns. It's like – it's kind of like his second prime in a way, like, now he's no he's kind of accepted that he's no longer going to be, you know, the main guy. Obviously, they've got Devin Booker, but he's given it buying into that role of, of like who he is now as like that veteran point guard that's just going to lead this team, you know, and set them up in a position to be better once he's gone because he's what what 34 now, 35ish, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. 35. yeah. So Yeah, I mean, Chris Paul, one of the most valuable players, probably not going to win most valuable player, but I would say Definitely one of the most valuable additions to this squad. And uh, shout out Devin Booker. Can't believe he got snubbed from the All-Star game at first, but then he got put in as a replacement. Yeah, of course. Um, but no, just like you are saying, Chris Paul is a certified winner at this point. I mean, I still think in terms of a team, there's a lot more potential to be had here. I think DeAndre Ayton still got to take another progression as a player. I mean, averaging yeah. 14 and a half and 11 and a half, obviously that's good. But then at hindsight, you got to realize who was drafted after him, obviously, Luka Doncic, which probably in the long run wouldn't be a fit for this team. But at the same time, you got to realize that. I think, you know, Cam Johnson still has some ways to progress as a shooter, being a knockdown guy out there. But I love the addition of Jay Crowder they had this season. And Mikel Bridges is definitely a great player. Love how he was his hustle in the bubble. I remember watching him. I was definitely one of the top defensive players we've seen. So, Carson, anything else to add on this? Uh, yeah, I just didn't really put them as a surprise because I just really wasn't surprised that they're doing this well because, I mean, you know, they had a lot of momentum coming in. I mean, they went undefeated in the bubble and then just, you know, like I said, I mean, CP3 was like the missing piece for them. Like, you know, they needed like they desperately needed like a, a facilitator and point guard, you know, because Booker is someone that can do it. But I think he's at his best when he doesn't have to worry about that. He can just go out and get buckets. Um, so, you know, going off that momentum, I wasn't really surprised that they're, they're doing this well. And, I think they're a team that is, you know, like you mentioned with the Jazz, like they're like a, a trade away from I think like being even more legit. Um, like, like you know, if they if they made a trade for, uh, you know, maybe like a, a four or something like a, a like someone like a John Collins. I mean, I don't know if they'd be able to get Collins, but like someone like a stretch four or something like that, better version of like they have like a Sarich guys like that, like Frank Kaminsky, like upgraded that position. I think like they'd be like really really scary. You know, definitely. Uh, see them as like more serious contenders yeah I mean another name speaking of John Collins just popped to my head Kristaps Porzingis has been on the trade block for the Dallas Mavericks obviously health has been a main issue for him but we know what Porzingis is capable of was an all-star yeah. starter before he arrived in uh, Dallas so without further ado we'll dump into the teams that have been surprisingly bad um, I'm gonna take the first whiff of this one I think the Timberwolves have been terrible for me I expected a lot more out of them you know, we saw they brought in Ricky Rubio, a veteran presence. We got D'Angelo Russell and Kat, you know, all like bringing the Brodies together. They're always talking about. And then also the number one overall pick selected Anthony Edwards out of Georgia, an athletic freak. And they're seven and 29 in the worst team in the league. You know, worse than someone like the Pistons who just have Jeremy Grant and a bunch of nobodies at this point. I mean, even though they had two guys drop triple doubles last night, um, number 23 in offense, number 28 in defense. Uh, Malik Beasley's actually been their best player for them, which has been a huge surprise. Well, I mean, 
not too much, but I mean, he's averaging 20, which is pretty good to see from him. But at the same time, I think they need to get a veteran coach. I know they hired this guy out of uh, the Raptors assistant coach, but I think they need to get a guy that's got veteran presence. They don't need to go for the young gun out there. I think they need to find someone that's, you know, he knows his way around the game. He's going to get these guys motivated. He's a culture change out there in Minnesota. Yeah. If you guys have anything to add. Yeah. Just I mean, they, they just fired Saunders. Yeah. Um, but it isn't Malik Beasley, like, set to serve a sentence, like a prison oh, sentence. Yes, I think there's something about that. I definitely saw that somewhere on Instagram. Yeah, but, I mean, the Timberwolves, that's been their problem is, like, defense. Um especially on the wing. Like, you know, you got Cat down there, but Cat is not – as good as Cat is, he's not Joel Embiid. Um, I feel like he can't do it all on both ends the way the way Embiid can. You know, it's you're going to have to get him some support. You're going to have to get, you know, a defensive-minded center to put – you know, to kind of stagger the minutes. Um, but, I mean, the Timberwolves, I'm not really too surprised that they're at the bottom, though. Like, they're astronomically bad, but I, I don't know. It's like – it's, at this point, it's just the Timberwolves. Yeah, I mean, they made the playoffs a couple of years ago. I think that was back when Jimmy Butler was on the team. But at the same time now, I think yeah. we've come to the point that Jimmy Butler is just a winner. So, yeah. Um, all right. Everyone shoot out a team. Who you got is another uh, badly surprising team. Jose, you want to take this or should I go? Dude, okay. Hear me out. <laughs> I have the Kings – only because at one point we were the hottest team in basketball. We were on like a six game, maybe like eight out of the last or like six out of the last eight games or wins, something like that. I don't know. We were on like a ridiculous win streak for us. Um, and then we go on like a nine game losing streak right after that. You guys always then, do that though. That's like every season. Yeah, yeah. It's so bad. Um, I mean, we got some bright spots, Fox, you know, took a step. Um, Tyrese Halliburton's been really good. Uh, Buddy has been awful. Um, Harrison Barnes has been really good. But it's, it's just coaching. Luke Walton. It's Luke Walton. Coaching. It's Luke Walton. Yeah. I mean, you got to find someone that's going to progress badly. You took him number two overall over a lot exactly. of talented guys in that draft. I mean, like exactly. Luca, Trey Young, all these dudes. I mean – they need to find a way to, you know, Fox is a star. I, I think he's, you know, coach proof at this point. He's going to go out there. He's going to ball. I think he's, what, 22 and like seven and a half or something. You know, he's having a yeah. crazy good year. <laughs> but, you know, he's like I said, Tal- Halliburton looks like he's going to be that glue guy at uh, the shooting guard position. Harrison Barnes, obviously, shout out Warriors man himself. Uh, help us there get a rings couple back. But, you know, he's been having a solid season. But I think it's really down low where they're weak. Marvin Badley has the potential to be a 20 and 10 guy. Freak athlete has the ability to stretch the floor. I think they need to find someone. I think – I don't know how Luke Walton isn't deemed a terrible coach by now. I mean, like, I wouldn't say Frank Vogel's an amazing coach, and he was still able to make LeBron and AD go to the playoffs, which is – it's just – I think he needs, he needs to be fired immediately. I mean, we saw Atlanta fired uh, Lloyd Pierce just recently. Luke Walton needs to be on that firing block. Just start, you know, just playing the young guys for now on. Just – Start the rebuild. It's too late to kind of contend in the West this season at this point. Yeah. So that's what I have to say. Carson? Um, mine was a, um, the Celtics. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, they didn't really make any upgrades. Um, they didn't really change their roster that much. Um, but I just assume that, you know, with Tatum and Brown, who I think are both, you know, they're both superstars. They're both a superstar duo, uh, you know, two-way stars. Um, you know, you think you at least have them, you know, as long as you have solid guys around them, that they're going to be a solid team uh, in the East. But they've just been – they've been middle of the pack defensively, bottom of the half of the league in, like, pace and assists. Um, just surprising to see a team with, like, two just elite players like those be so, like, lackluster and, and mid. Um, and I think it really is kind of panic mode because I think they really missed their window. I think last year uh, was really, like, the year for them to get to – you know, get to the finals, uh, you know, they just ran into a crazy hot heat team, but they just have no ball movement. Um, you know, Kemba, I'm just worried about him and his health. It just seems like he's kind of, you know, declining. Um, and I just think it's panic mode because, you know, when you have two guys like this, like, you know, the NBA is so sporadic. You never know if one of these guys are going to get, you know, a season ending injury or one of them's going to want out eventually. Like you need to build a contender around them right now when you have two guys like this, 
And like, I think Danny Ainge, like the supporting cast, I mean, besides those two, like I said, Kemba's on the decline. Tice is okay, but Thompson's been terrible. Uh, you know, Pritchard started off, you know, pretty hot, but he's been kind of lackluster now. Uh, I mean, Sammy Ojale, like a bunch of their just guys that they can't even really create their own shot. And like Brown and Tatum aren't really the best facilitators. So that it's just like a recipe for mid-team. So I'm just surprised to see that they've been just so mediocre this year. And they desperately need to make some moves if they want to, you know, be back in championship contention with these two guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kemba, I feel like has been so lackluster this season, considering what they thought they were getting back when they traded for him. Honestly, um, they'd be better with Terry Rozier right now, bro. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, like, a Chris Paul. Yeah, um, yes. Like, it's yeah. crazy to see how, how the narrative has changed around. Because a couple of years ago, we were saying, you know, Kemba is, like, top five. He was averaging, like, 26 and something. But he was just – we're like, oh, he's just on a bad team. Like, he'll never get out. And now he's on a good team, or at least a good team on paper. And he just hasn't been, like, amazing. Yeah, I yeah, think when I it mean, comes injuries, down, I think injuries is a big thing. But sorry, Liam, I just want to. Oh no, 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 you're good. I think, I mean, I have an opinion, a strong opinion on Danny Age. I think he's a little bit of an overrated GM. I would, you know, he gets Same. condemned for having the most, the biggest heist trade of all time, which we all can agree was the huge heist, finessing, trading his old stars uh, to get all these assets yeah. and picks. You know, they walk away, they trade, they trade down from the number one overall pick to number three overall pick of the Sixers. Obviously, the Sixers get scammed. They walk away at Barco Fultz, and then they get Jason Tatum, who becomes a star. And then, you know, Jalen Brown, which was, you know, an interesting pick at the time. I remember at the time I was kind of confused. Number three overall uh, just went after Brandon Ingram and um, Ben Simmons. But, obviously, those two guys have shown their stars. But they need a big man down low. They haven't addressed it. It's been a problem for them ever since Al Horford left. And I think as much as Al Horford needed to leave that team – they needed a big mm-hmm. guy that could defend down low. Al Horford was the Embiid stopper for them. And they're going to have no chance when they go yep. against the Sixers in the playoffs. Just no chance. No yeah, chance none. at all. And then uh, I saw I saw some rumors this morning talking about how they were looking at Jeremy Grant and Nikola Vucevic. First of all, why do you need Jeremy Grant? Jeremy Grant's putting up 23 points on essentially empty stats because his efficiency is bad. I mean, he's a good player and all. But you want to bring in another yeah. wing that's just going to be able to score down low? I mean, he's a good lengthy defender, but He's not anything that's going to make a big presence when you're going against NB, Tobias Harris, and Ben Simmons. I think Vucevic is a perfect option on an Orlando Magic team that, you know, due to some injuries, hasn't really been able to give that team to Vucevic that he's been looking for all this time. I think, you know, go back up to that um, division. Um, you know, used to be a Sixer. Now you're going to be a Boston Celtic, you know. Be that threat down low. He's one of the most underrated guys in the league. You know, he always puts up like 25 and 11 or something like that. Always putting in some work. If not, then he go for a defensive presence out there. It's just so sad to see for the Celtics because they have all the pieces, but Danny Ainge just keeps thinking that he's going to draft someone. When he, he hit on two guys, it's so rare that you're going to hit on all these guys and draft like five all NBA players. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like he, he's been like praised for like the big moves he's made, but all the little moves in between have been like, you know, pretty bad. And they did get pretty unlucky with like Hayward and Kyrie, just because you look at that team on paper. I mean, Tatum Brown, Hayward, Horford, Kyrie, like that should have been a championship team right there that like on paper, that team stacked, but they just couldn't get the chemistry. Hayward, sadly, like they just got terribly unlucky with him going down like off. Uh, and now that. he's playing they miss, well. They honestly miss Hayward. Like Hay- Hayward Rozier, they would be they would be amazing on this team right now. They desperately would need them, but there's bad luck. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another team that we haven't touched on, which has been really disappointing, which I think has just been a result of not enough talent around, is the Dallas Mavericks. Obviously, one of the best players in the yeah. league, arguably a top five player in Luka Doncic, who keeps putting up, you know, triple doubles every night out here. But he doesn't have enough support. You know, he's got Kristaps Porzingis, yeah. who seems to be on the team every once in a while. I mean, looking at their stats, they're number 17 in offense, number 22 in defense. You know, they're just missing another player alongside them. You know, a lot of people were talking about for them to press for Bradley Beal last offseason. Obviously, it seems like he wants to stay in Washington with the reports that come out. But they just need to find a guy. I mean, like they got Josh Richardson from the Sixers. I thought that would be good. But then it ended up the Sixers won that trade. And, Seth Curry's been shooting lights out ever since he's been there. I think they need to do something either in the draft or they need to find a way just to get another talent alongside them because it's just disappointing. To, you can't waste Luca's career like that. 
he's going to be a Hall of Fame great. And if you can't surround him with enough talent, he's just going to get hammered for not being able to carry a team when he literally has nobody around him. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, Dirk did it. That's true, but, I mean, I would say Dirk had a little bit more talent than that. I mean, you still got yeah, you know, Tim, sure. Hard- yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. and Chris Dobbs, but Chris Dobbs isn't even out there half the time. And it's yeah. just – it's the Luca show. Yeah, I would take uh, Dirk's team all day. I mean, they had Jay Kidd, like Sean Marion – Terry Jason was like Terry. a lights-out shooter. Tyson Chandler. Yeah, Tyson. Chandler was like a defensive player of the year guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, got- an- another team I had that was like surprisingly bad, or at least so far, um, was the Miami Heat. I mean, they're they're currently sitting at hold on, currently sitting at the sixth seed after. They were literally in that uh, finals race with the Lakers last year. Like, I think at one point it was 3-2. Um, and I think they're just a team that's really built to thrive in that bubble environment uh, last year because I think they were just locked in, got really hot, and, you know, they, they really all believed that they could win. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler got them in there and got them in that mode. But, you know, Jimmy Butler hasn't been playing as much this year. So without him, you know, this team kind of crumbles apart. They are first in their division, but they they're not even at 500 yet. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't I don't think this this Heat team is really a legit contender the way you know everyone thought they were. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. A year ago, I think you know Tyler Hero apparently isn't averaging 30 points because he's not prime Michael Jordan according to the Heat fans. So I mean, obviously yeah. that's been a problem. I mean, Jimmy Butler though has been making them win a lot more games since he's been back from injury. But at the same time, I think, you know, it was just a miracle run. I think what we've seen from the bubble so far is there's a lot of guys that just showed out, which probably is because of the environment. I mean, I, I almost put Jamal Murray on my list of badly surprising players just for the fact that he didn't come out and make an all-star game like everyone thought he would. But, like, you know, he's been, TJ, doing, he's been playing a lot better, though. He's been playing, he's been playing a lot better, better, though. But, like, TJ Warren was a baller. I mean, this Heat team yeah. made a miraculous run, beating all these people. And they forced the Lakers to six games, which is absolutely insane when you think about it. But, um, yeah, without yeah, like, Drogic, yeah. But, no, like you said, though, I mean, this Heat team is definitely, you know, people thought they'd be like a top seed in the East. But the East, East is pretty, you know, on the top of the end of the East, it's pretty competitive up there. Yeah. Yeah, and I think with the Heat, they've just been like, I don't think it's really just like them regressing. They've just, they've been really unlucky. I mean, like Butler was like out a long time with COVID. They've had a lot of other injuries and COVID issues. Um, I think I think Bam's been the only one that's like played like most of the season for them. Like, yeah, like, kind of Bam and now. Duncan. Yeah, Bam and Duncan. But I think with them, I think they really, really like have like James Harden remorse. I think the Heat and the Sixers are the two teams that. Like, or maybe not the Sixers anymore because, like, like I think Simmons is just, like, that valuable. But I think the Heat, like, like when you think about it, I know they were, like, eyeing him. I think they probably would have given up, like, Hero, Duncan, Precious, and then, like, probably some picks. And then and everyone was like, oh, like, hold off on it because, like, everyone, like, loves Tyler Hero. But in reality, it's like, bro, like, I would do that all day. Seeing how Harden's been playing, like, I don't care if he doesn't fit into the culture, like, it's James Harden. When you have a great player, he's going to fit wherever. You see it in Brooklyn. I think, like, like Harden, Butler, Bam, and then, like, whatever other role guys are left, I think that, like, that would have been the move. I think that would have – I would have loved to have seen that. But they just didn't pull the trigger. I mean, I yeah. Now, that's like, scary. I think now they're regretting it because now I think their championship window is, like, it, it closed. It's closed. It's closed. Yeah, I mean – it's like, yeah, Bam's going to keep being a good center. He'll probably, you know, as much – I mean, he might want to stay in Miami because, you know, it's obviously Miami. But at the same Miami, time, he, yeah. might want, he might just want to leave because, you know, if they're bringing a team around him, you know, if Tyler Hero doesn't take another step, you know, become a 20-point-per-game scorer that people thought he would be just because, you know, he started dropping 38 points in the bubble. But um, like you said, that would – that thought in my mind is so scary to me because, you know, they probably – you got to look what the Nets traded. They really just traded – who they trade? Jared Allen, Karis Levert? And like some other some picks, some picks. They made like a they made like a four three team trade. It's yeah, because Houston Imagine, was desperate to like. I mean, they like needed to get him out because he like wasn't gonna. They would have basically. They would have walked away. They would have been fine with taking Duncan, Tyler, uh, a precious, and like a first, like two first. They would have been fine yeah. with that, and that's insane. You still have Kendrick Nunn, 
You have like Kendrick Nunn, James Harden. Who's been playing a lot better this year. Like he's struggled in the bubble, but he's been playing much better. Jimmy Butler, then you maybe look at who you throw down there, probably someone like Kelly Olynyk. Still Drogic. Yeah, exactly. Still got Drogic, Bam. Yankee's still there. Unfortunate, unfortunate events to see. Yeah. So um, should have done it, bro. That would be Jesus Christ, bro. All right. Anyone have any other bad teams to add on the list? Um, oh, I yeah. have the Nuggets, but I think they're like the same as the Heat, where it's like I, I like it's weird that they're like seventh in in the West, but I think like I just got to be patient with them. I think like they're they're starting to like turn it on. Murray's been playing better. It was just weird to see them come out so slow, just because you know they were like the team of the bubble, or I mean the Heat kind of were, but like they were like one of like the best teams in the bubble. Yeah. I also had the Bucks on mine, like slightly, because I think they should be, you know, yeah, yeah look, they already lost how many games this season? They've lost 14 games this season, and they were like, won like, what, 60 plus last year? Just really disappointing yeah, to see. Yeah, But I mean, their bench is a lot weaker, though, because they had to yeah. give up a lot of guys for Drew. I mean, their defense got weaker, and they got a better defending point guard, arguably, out of the deal. But still, I think they're still going to be a solid team. I wouldn't see them winning the finals or making the finals, but still. All right. So now, something more entertaining. We're diving into some players that have been good, surprisingly. Jose, who do you got on your list? I mean, first of all, I want to say shout-out to Chicago. Zach Levine, my guy's been putting up damn near 30 points per game uh, on a terrible team, but, dude. Like, efficient. Efficient. Yeah, and, and efficient yes. shooting, which is what we've wanted from him. Like, his his whole, like, first half of his career, everyone was just like, oh, he's just a dunker, like. You know, he's, he's just a guy that has flashy dunks. Um, but I feel like he's finally put it together and he's really taken, you know, that star role that Chicago needed him to be. Um, and it just makes me sad because the Kings offered him $80 million like three, two, three years ago and Chicago matched it. So here we are now. That'd <laughs> but, be sick. Uh, yeah, Zach, That'd be sick for Zach Levine, first time All-Star too. Um, you know, he's having, he's having a year for sure. Sure. All right, Carson, who you got on your list? Um, this is a guy kind of like the Jazz where I'm like, I'm not surprised that they're, like, good. I'm just surprised, like, how much better that they've gotten. And that's, like, Joel Embiid. I mean, you know, this is a guy we've seen the talent. We've seen the flashes of, like, greatness and, like, potentially, like, you know, the best big in the league. Like, but it's really been just, like, flashes and spurts. But finally, I'm so happy to see him, like, finally put it all together where he's doing it. The whole game, every game, he's been healthy this year. I mean, the guys, he's, you know, the favorite for MVP, 30 points a game. He's almost a 50-40-90 guy, which is ridiculous as, you know, a big man. Insane. He's been dominating. I mean, you saw it last night against the, you know, the defensive player of the year. He put up 40 and 19, like absolutely dominating uh, against, uh, you know, Gobert. And it's just great to see, man, because I want to see him and Ben. I I love – both of them, I, like Ben Simmons, like I, I, I'll like defend Ben Simmons till I die. Like I, I don't want to hear the Ben Simmons slander. He gets roasted on Twitter all the time, but I think like, like everyone just overlooks the fact that he can't like, or they, they overlook everything else that he does great, and they just like focus on he can't shoot. But MB, I'm just glad to see him like finally like just being unlocked and just like going full throttle. And I like, I can't, hopefully it's them and the Nets in the Eastern conference finals. Like I really want to see that. Like, and I think that would be a really great series because yeah, the Nets have like three elite scores and it's like hard to stop them, but they don't have anyone for Embiid. And I want to see if he can like tackle that challenge and kind of basically go kind of one V three versus those guys. Cause Deandre Jordan, that's barbecue chicken against Embiid. They're, they're not stopping him. Thanks. I mean, you got to think about it. They also got Ben Simmons who can, you know, limit any one of those guys. Probably would go on KD who's, you know, viewed as the more yeah. unstoppable of the guys. But, I mean, mm-hmm. then they can – you know, they still got guys I know. I mean, Matisse Thibel would probably find his way in the rotation to, you know, get some stops out there on one of those guys. But, you know, yeah. and then they still got Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is averaging, I think, 20 maybe this year. And Yeah, he's been really good. So great to see. So – um. Looking on my end, who I got on top list, uh, someone we already mentioned, though, but uh, I just want to look at Jalen Brown. Um, bumped yeah. his points per game up five. Uh, bumped his assist up two. Uh, increased efficiency, though, on increased volume, which is something we don't see a lot in the NBA. Um, also, you know, became that certified star. 
you know, super happy for him, especially, um, and, you know, just first time all-star. And then just, I was kind of Randall off because I've already mentioned, we've already mentioned these guys, Julius Randall, obviously increased in basically every statistical category. He's the best player on a playoff team and, you know, shooting 42% from three. And then Jeremy Grant, you know, went from really a solid role player to averaging 23.4 uh, crew highs and everything. He showed he's an offensive weapon, but just needs to show uh, efficiency. Uh, Jose, you got another player on your list? Uh, for most surprising? Okay, I wanted to ask you guys a question real quick. Who is the best player on the Pelicans, Zion or Ingram? Zion. Zion. Zion? And that's yeah, crazy Zion. because just – I feel like just a year ago we were talking about Brandon Ingram, like the Pelican savior. Like last year Agreed. Zion kind of got like – phased out by Brandon Ingram's amazing season, but now this year it's kind of like the roles are reversed. Yeah. Um, but Zion, I mean, Zion been, like was like injured and stuff last year. You know, he was like yeah. coming into his own, you know? Yeah. But dude, he's just beasting, like insane. Yeah. Just an absolute monster. Averaging 26 points per game as a second year player, which is just insane. But I mean, it's not really surprising because it is Zion and he has, like, the most hype of all time, but uh-huh. still. That is a team, though, I think is a little bit disappointing, though. You got to look who they brought in. Yeah. You know, they got Eric Bledsoe, Lonzo, you know, Nikhil Walker-Alexander, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Zion, and Steven Adams, who I don't think a lot of people realize is on that team playing the center role for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I think they actually need to get rid of Steven Adams and let Zion play the center role. I think he'd be insane there. You know, there are not a lot of yeah. guys in the league that could even guard him. I think he could hold his own against a lot of people. But, yeah, super crazy. Carson, who else you got on your list? Um, yeah, real quick, I just want to talk about the Pelicans real quick. They just have, like, no spacing. Like, you talked about Adams. Like, he's a part of that problem because he just kind of, you know, sticks in the paint. They, they're only real, like – I mean, Lonzo's been shooting really well. But, like, I mean, J.J. Redick, that's been about it. So, yeah, I, I agree with – they've been disappointing. But another guy um, that I had uh, – Colin Sexton, bro, I mean, they've kind of cooled off. He got a lot of hype at the beginning of the season, but uh, just dope to see because he was, like, one of my favorite players in high school. Like, his mixtapes were, like, all-time stuff. I mean, he's he's almost 50-40-80, uh, you know, not the 54-90 club, but still really good, uh, almost 24 points a game. And uh, he's just he's just been a monster. I think him and Garland, um, I'm really excited to, like, kind of see them grow. I think they, you know, like – people kind of claim them as like Damon, CJ, Light, and like young version. And I'm really excited to see them grow. And just, he's been so fun to watch. His intensity is insane. And he's really just been developing as a playmaker and just like as an offensive threat, you know, his shooting's been getting a lot better. He just drives to the paint uh, with like, just like reckless abandon. And he's, he's been dope this year. Yeah, I think, you know, the most memorable moment I can think from Colin Sexton this year is he puts on Kyrie's number and he goes out there and wills his team to a victory against the Brooklyn yep. Nets, you know, heavy underdogs that the Cleveland Cavaliers were. And just, like, seeing him, I think he dropped, like, 30 or 40 or something. Just absolutely Wait, wasn't killer. that, like, the first game with Harden? Or was that, like, it, before Harden? Might, they might have had Harden. I don't know. I know that they I were think shooting. they did. I think they were. He beat those guys, had Kyrie's old number on his back. And, you know, yeah. and his shoes. And his I, shoes. Exactly. That guy is a dog. I mean, we know what happens. Yeah. Everyone knows the college story when his team was playing 4v5 against whatever school. I think they almost won, right? I don't think they won, but they almost yeah, won. Yeah, they, they almost won. They were playing um, Minnesota. Yeah, 5v4, and they almost won that game. Absolutely insane. Yeah, he's a dog, bro. All right. Any of you guys have any other um, players to add on the list? All right. So um, we'll hop into – some disappointing players. I got a couple of players on this list. So, um, Jose, who you got to start off with who's been disappointing to you? Um, I mean, so far, Kyle, the only one I had was Kyle Lowry. Um, not that he's been playing bad, but I feel like he's just been kind of getting phased out by uh, Fred Van Fleet. And, uh, I mean, that's no disrespect to Kyle Lowry. I mean, we know how, you know, how good he is for that team. But I feel like Fred really is the future of this, of this team. And, you know, we've seen Kyle uh, in trade rumors and, and whatnot. But, I mean, it's more of like a highlight on Fred Van Fleet, you know, that he can make someone like Kyle Lowry, who has been their perennial point guard for, you know, like almost a decade now, it feels like. 
Um, you know, for him to get traded, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Where do you um, guys want to see him go? Philly. I think he could be got Philly. He could be too. someone that can you know put some defensive pressure on Kyrie. You know, thinking that those two teams are going to be the top for a while. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a point in a matter of time where Brooklyn can't pay all those guys, but it'd be awesome to see if you know a trade deadline deal to get him there. Same. That's where I want to see him go to. I think that that would He's like from Philly. The team. Yeah, I know he is yeah. from Philly. That's what the the home the storyline is. Uh, Carson, who Love you got? Is bad surprising. Um, you uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier. I had DeAndre Ayton. Um, you know he, I think he was eighteen points a game last year. Now he's down to fourteen, which is uh, I mean he's still a double double, and I think he's you know been growing you know each and every game on defense. Um, but I just expected you know just more production. I mean, considering you have CP three. Uh, you know, who's an elite playmaker and someone I think they would, you know, a pick and a really good pick and roll duo. And also Booker, you know, when Booker drives the hoop, he gets a lot of attention, just easy dump offs. And I'm thinking you'll just be getting a lot of easy baskets because you have two elite, uh, you know, scores uh, beside him. But it's just disappointing because I think he's, you know, supposed to be that third guy. He's supposed to, you know, be their anchor down there, get, you know, getting those points in the paint. But he just, you know, hasn't taken the step that I think we've been. Uh, wanting to see from him um, and just it's weird that he's only averaging 14 points because I thought you know yeah you get CP3 who's going to get you know more volume and a lot of shots but that just like creates more shots and more points for him so disappointing to see he's you know only only at 14 points per game and not uh, you know living up to that the number one pick which is a lot considering you know that draft yeah so I got some little smaller guys on my list um, first one it's a guy that's kind of notorious notoriously hate in this league for some reason. Kyle Kuzma, he's, he's dropped down his points per game by almost two, and he's shooting 44% from the field, 26 from three, and 65 from the line, which is atrocious. <laughs> I mean, he's fallen off ever since, you know, he was that starter on the team, and he had almost 19 points a game before they had brought an AD in there. I mean, he's really nothing more than a decent rebounder. You know, everyone's like, oh, like people were asking, who's going to be the next breakout star? And then LeBron's on Twitter saying, Oh, it's Kyle Kuzma. He's up next. But, I mean, he did have a really good game the other night. Though. He's just trying think. to increase that trade value. Exactly. I mean, he had, a, he had a good game the other night, but he should have been the one of the people throwing in that trade package for uh, Anthony Davis. I just, you know, I think he's a solid seven-man, six-man, but, like, at the same time, I think he's, you know, terribly inefficient. And for his size, he's not a great defender, nor is he a great rebounder. So, um, and then just my other player, John Morant, I mean – he hasn't really improved much statistically from last season. I think it's a lot of it has to do with, you know, he had to, doesn't have uh, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. out there with him. Mm-hmm. But uh, the most surprising thing I saw was he dropped 21.6% from three. Like, his drop from percentages was that severe, which is, ab- which is absolutely crazy. And then other slight disappointments, slight disappointments, Jamal Murray, just because, you know, I thought he'd be an all-star. Davis Bertans, because he got paid five years, $80 million, and he's been – averaging 11 points a game, Lonzo, and uh, Kevin Knox, who's officially a bust, in my opinion. So, who yeah. else you guys got? Um, I had Trey Young. Just, I mean, he's still been putting up some pretty crazy numbers, but, you know, the last couple of years, I think we're kind of throwaways because we knew that they were rebuilding. So, it's like, okay, we know you're going to lose a lot of games, but, uh, you know, still, like, start building the foundation. And I thought this was going to be the year that they really kind of make a push into the band maybe the middle of the Eastern Conference or fight for, you know, that sixth or eighth seed. Um, and it just doesn't happen for them. It's just he's not really shown that he's a winning player. Um, I think his usage rate is actually, like, kind of detrimental to the team. Uh, he's down in points. He's had chemistry issues with the team. I know him and Collins have been going out of him and Capella. He did, did Just him and his big man haven't been getting along. You know, the, the coach just got fired. And then the league's kind of been turning on him. He You know, he's really, like, now I think one of like the most hated players, you know, whether it's uh, him, you know, acting like a superstar, like, you know, uh, going for those calls or the, you know, the play where, you know, his defenders on his back and he like leans back into him and calls a foul. Everyone like hates that. Um, and I just expected more from him because he like has the team. Like, I mean, I, I mean, not like a championship team or anything, but I think they do have a lot of young talent. You look at, uh, Herder's been pretty good. DeAndre Hunter was playing really well before he got injured. He was up to like 17 points a game and playing, you know, really solid defense. Collins is a 20 and 10. Capella's a really nice big. 
uh, who is, is kind of perfect for, uh, you know, those lobs. You know, Trey Young, it's either you got the floater and lob it to him. Like, I think a really solid team around him that they could have pushed for a playoff spot. I'm just sad to see that, that he's not taking that jump as a winning player. Definitely agree. Jose, who else you got? Uh, for bad players? Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that was all I had was just Kyle Lowry. Um, but if you want to move on to the, the best storylines, I, I got something. All right. Okay, we'll go ahead. Uh, kind of a little fun little segment. Um, just want to throw in some top storylines of the year. I feel like there's been a lot, honestly, with this season. So, Jose, uh, take it away. Yeah, I mean, Damian Lillard right now is on the craziest run. Um, and he's my MVP pick, MVP pick. I mean, he's averaging 29 points per game, eight assists, 38% from three. And he had a really great play last night against the Warriors. Um, that, that, that charge call. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Um, on Draymond. Just, I think he's just locked in. And I think he finally, like, I think he just deserves more recognition. Like, he finally needs to win something. Like, please, can we get him something? Uh, yeah, that's it. Just Damian Lillard's MVP run. I really, I really hope he, he wins it. Yeah, Carson, you got one? Um, yeah, my first one was, uh, you know, just like the East, you know, what's going to, you know, what's going to happen in the East, uh, you know, whether it's, I want, you know, Brooklyn, if they're going to fulfill their destiny, you know, a Philly, they're going to match them. The Bucks are going to be in there. Uh, that was my first one. Second one was like the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers, um, we're not really worried about them when they're healthy, but it's really just about time. Are, are, are they going to get AD back in time? Because, you know, if they get to the playoffs and AD's not there, I mean, we've shot, you know, we've seen just how, you know, incredibly valuable he is and how much, you know, the team needs him. Um, and I'm just like kind of worried about them, see if they can get back, uh, you know, to full health in time. Um, so, yeah, those, those are a couple of storylines that I had. Yeah, so um, I actually got a couple ones that I want to talk about. I think the first thing we got to look at is the success of himself, Mr. Triple B's big ball of brand, LaMelo Ball. We've also been watching him since he's a freshman in high school uh, on that winning Chino Hills team. But he's been absolutely insane right now. He's been going for 26-6 and six since he's been a starter out there in uh, Charlotte. I think Michael Jordan finally hit on a draft pick. I think it was kind of clear, though, that he was going to be a good prospect. I think he, he showed a lot better, uh, like, potential than his brother in my opinion but uh super happy that he's been playing well I mean just love to see it out there then um I also got the Jokic versus Embiid battle I mean like you're saying you think Embiid's your pick your pick for MVP or like that you want him to win MVP but I think you gotta look at Jokic though I mean he's averaging eight and a half assists uh 11 rebounds and he's up to scoring seven points per game uh if you didn't realize that he's gone from 20 to 27 which is absolutely insane I think it's so nice to see a reemergence of big men. You know, they aren't really traditional in the fact. I think, you know, Embiid's maybe more traditional, but, you know, they're facing the floor a little bit more. Um, honestly, we saw, like, Embiid was playing like he was a guard last night, hitting that step back three uh, to send that game in the overtime. And, honestly, Jokic is the best passing big man of all time. There's no debate there. I'll argue that to, the, to my grave. Then, um, you know, the Knicks emergence, emergence um, out there, Tom Thibodeau, I think we knew that he was going to work those guys' butts off. But, you know, happy to see it out there for the Knicks. And then last one I got is Beal just being helpless out there in Washington. You know, really unfortunate thing. I mean, Westbrook throws in a triple-double every once in a while. But there's really no talent out there. Uh, their first-round draft pick, Denny Ajavia, hasn't been much for them. And, I mean, it just seems really disappointing out there. I think they just have to trade Beal for the sake of the franchise – trade him and get another piece on the team, you know, get some picks. Uh, I think, he, you know, he's a super talented scorer. I think he can succeed in almost any system, but that's what I got for storylines. Anyone got anything else before we head out? Yeah. Jokic, like, I just think like he's just out of the MVP race right now, just because like the, you know, they're down oh. in the seventh hole. But I think like if they're able to like, you know, I mean, they've been playing a lot better. If they're able to get like in that top three seed, then he has to be up there. It's just so fun with like, you know, him versus Embiid. Like, just, you know, it's always great to see, you know, like, you know, great players competing like at a position. I mean, you know, like, kind of reminds me of like, you know, like the early 2000s. We had like all those great power forwards. You had like, you know, Tim Duncan, KG, you know, Dirk. Like, it, it reminds me of that. And it's just so fun like watching them. Cause like you said, like, they have like traditional big men, like, you know, uh, attributes almost, but they just like have adapted the modern game so well. Like, you know, they're 
uh, it's just they're incredible, bro. And Jokic, like they they really need someone to like help defend the paint because like they ask him to defend the paint. I just don't really think like he's that good at it. And it's like he does so much for them on offense that like he needs like that break on defense. They need like they need someone that can you know help defend the paint for him because yeah. he just does so much. He, you can't ask him to defend the paint when he's doing all that for you on offense. I mean, they're expecting that out of Paul Millsap, but Paul Millsap's just old at this point. And then when it comes down to it, I think, you know, Paul Millsap probably is going to be on his way out after next season. They'll probably run a Michael yeah. Porter Jr. at the four. And I don't think Michael Porter Jr. is a talented enough defender. Michael Porter Jr. is going to be, you know, the next Paul George if he progresses the way he should. And um, probably yeah. more offensive-wise than defensive Paul George. But Definitely, he's someone that needs to step up his game in terms of defense. But, like, you, you do make a good point. Joel Embiid is a nasty defender. Definitely, nasty, you know, him and, him and Ben yeah. Simmons are probably the two best, like, like the best duo defensive pair in the league. So They're elite, bro. They got those two. Like, I just want to see them succeed so bad because, like, they're, like, all-time talents, bro. Like, they could, like, really, really, like, be great. Like, I just want to see them hit their potential, which is why I'm, like, so happy for Embiid. Can we talk about Beal for a sec? Like, where do y'all want to see him go? Where Dallas. even could he go? Dallas? It's, it depends on teams that have assets, though, because he's going to go for a lot. I mean, yeah, not, he's going to go for a as, huge package. Not as much Spurs? as someone, like Pause. Spurs. I, I don't think the Spurs would ever go after someone like him. His value is a little bit too big for – I mean, too insane. I think, you and know – Knicks? The Knicks, I, I'd like to see the Heat do it. You know, they missed out on the Harden sweet I think he's someone yeah. like trade hero. Same. He might be good, but you got to capitalize. Jimmy Butler, I think, 31 already. I mean, he's only going to be as good as he can for so long. I mean, you got to make a, a pick trade for him. I know he wants to stay in Washington, but he's got no hope there. And the franchise got to realize it's a business decision at one time. They're not going I mean, anywhere with him anyways. Like, he's honestly detrimental to the team because if you're that bad, don't you want to be as bad as you can be so you can get a better draft pick? And he's, like, practically stealing games for you every now and then, so. Like, it's, like, yeah. teams that get stuck in mediocrity. Like, that's what they'll be stuck in. If, like, that's, like, their, their, their ceiling. And that's, like, what the Orlando Magic have been because they've had Nikola Vucevic. And that's why I think they need to trade them as much as, you know, at this point, they don't really have a center to replace him because Mo Bamba's terrible. But I think <laughs> those guys need to blow it up. I, I like what I love Jonathan Eyes. I mean, kind of moving on to their magic now. I love Jonathan. I would Isaac. just build on their young core. Yeah, exactly. I love Fultz when he's healthy. He was playing really well this year. There's Cole a lot Anthony's of been good too. Oh, absolute J. Cole himself has been a dog. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else before we close it out? All right. Without Thanks further so, ado. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back with some more content for you guys. Peace out.